Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Critical Twits podcast. Today we're going to continue with the second part of our Malifaux Shifting Loyalties campaign experience. Welcome to episode 22 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Aaron. I'm Colin. And we're going to be continuing with our discussion of our Malifaux Shifting Loyalties campaign. We've just started round two. Yes. Um, And in honour of such lofty achievements, we've got a couple of guests back with us. Yay. Uh, My name's Joe. And I'm still Rob. Still? Still. Yes. (laughs) He's not moving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just as a, a quick recap for those not in the know, uh, Malifaux Shifting Loyalties is a campaign system for the war game or skirmish game, skirmish I suppose. Game, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malifaux, uh, where you pick a small band of warriors, do battle, and people gather experience. Yep. People gather new equipment, and you have a sort of narrative tying everything together. And also, if you're Rob. Your models get injuries <laughs> and die horribly. Yes. yes. Yeah, so <laughs> very quickly then, what have we been up to over the last month? Have we been enjoying ourselves in the campaigns? If you all say no, then we'll just turn this off and not do it. No. <laughs> no, one, yeah. One for no. No, I've, I've been enjoying this more than I had when I first started playing Malifaux. I find this better, actually. Yeah? Yeah. What is it you think is better? It's allowing me to get a handle on my crew in a smaller number and build up. Yep. And I like kind of developing the character of each of the little models by what they do in the campaign, things like that. And because of the balancing systems of things, I feel like I'm always going to be gaining something out of it, even when I do really, really poo and run away. Uh, the, the campaign's going quite well, I think. Uh, I, well, I would say that because I'm winning lots. Um, but it's, it's me, 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 me. fun. No. It's upsetting Cheater. Colin, uh, who I get to play next, which should be f- good. Destroy him. Never you need coming. to destroy him. I'm never coming back. It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's implying I can't play any more games because you're yeah, not going to play me. Okay. I'm just not coming back. <laughs> you're all welcome. Just, just very briefly, how are you finding the campaign so far? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, which is weird, but I play a lot of narrative games with linked stories and I do like it more in The Hardship which is just as well because I've got all the injuries and all the death (laughs) (laughs) are you having a bit of a masochistic I like the persevering through and the the rise and you so you have to have the bad bit in order to soldier on through yeah I I think just before we get to talk about what our factions have uh, got up to and what we've been doing and Colin's going to start this because he didn't really get to talk last time in fact he didn't get to talk at all we are missing James uh, unfortunately, James has fallen over in his own dungeon and can't get up. <laughs> so we've all played several games now. Yes. Yep. Uh, just to get a, a feel for for our crews, our sort of different models are coming together, our sort of different tactics are hopefully crystallising. I've seen you guys pulling off some interesting moves that I think mm. this time last month when we started this, you wouldn't have been doing. No, not in the slightest. Um, and it's quite interesting to see people getting better and developing mostly sorry Rob <laughs> um, I'm such I'm such a horrible person yeah um, I was going to say you're not giving Rob credit which is true he's 
Surviving. Learning ta- the same way as I'm doing. We're both learning tactics. It's unfortunately we're get catching up with people who have know the more. system more. Yeah, yeah. I played exactly the same amount of time as you. Shush. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Colin. Yes. Because uh, you didn't participate last time. I did not. You have gone with the Resurrectionist crew. I have. Would you like to talk us through your choices and bring us up to date on the story of your crew so far? Yes. Um, I chose Sebastian as my leader uh, for no other reason than power gaming. Sorry, world. Um, He causes additional damage when you take poison and you also take poison damage more frequently, which is hilarious because you can basically just build a, a line and just watch the enemy kill themselves rather than actually having to do it yourself. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. I need to be. I flip rubbish cards. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> I sometimes hit flip rubbish cards. I, okay, I flip rubbish cards when I need them. <laughs> Occasionally. When I'm not playing Brian. Thrilling. Or me. Yes. <laughs> or Rob. Okay, that's all a lie. I just don't... I'm lazy and don't want to flip cards. There you go. Okay. So yeah, I've gone with a... Pretty much straight out of McMorning's battle box, actually. Yep. If you look at his battle box contents, um, I've taken pretty much everything except for McMorning himself. Um, and that's it. Oh, and of course, McMorning's peon. I don't get that. Which still comes in four pieces, and I will complain to the internet about that until I die. Every time you tell that story about the chihuahua that came in a million parts, it gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> it does. It's it like does. the reverse of a shaggy dog story. <laughs> it's like a hairless dog story in more ways than one. Yes. So, how have your games gone so far? Um, well, I have two victories and one loss. Um, I played my first game against you, Brian. Try and catch up. Um, yeah, because everyone else had played a bit, so we, we thought we'd get a game we'd in. We'd get a game in. Um, it wasn't an awful loss. I think you, you doubled my points, but it was closer than it looked at one point. You you got very lucky with a fraction of an inch movement that killed me, as I recall. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. just in and able to finish off yeah. uh, Sebast- was it Sebastian yeah. with a for an assassinate. Uh, which now, which got me three points, and I beat you eight five. Yeah, there we go. Um, second game, however, I've I've learned from that. Absolutely not. I still just throw Sebastian straight at the enemy and hope for the best. However, this time it worked when I played Aaron. That went much better. I did lose a model, but he wasn't injured, so that's all good. No injuries from me. Yeah, um, and I won that game. Yeah. Did I win? What did I get? It was eight. Four. Yeah, eight four. Eight yeah. four. And then didn't isn't that when you acquired a Gatling gun? Yes, and also yes, I managed to actually buy something. Um and I managed to get a really nice Gatling gun to give my hunchback leader who's only height one and can't see anything. Yeah, that was actually a second round game, wasn't it? Yes, that yes, yeah. that was today's round. Because in the first round we had everyone returning from a job laden down with loot. Yep. Yes. This time we had an outbreak of carnivorous plants. And so we've been paid to be gardeners. Yes. yes. So so Malifaux, uh, the Alan Titchmarsh edition, <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of this week. Which I can't think of any better that would improve that show if they'd had Gatling guns, flamethrowers and... Yeah, good point, yeah. Yeah. Piece of colour text here. Four Malifaux's carnivorous plants. Documentation of the flora of Malifaux slowed down significantly. 
until botanists began arming themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that these carnivorous plants were going to be really scary, yeah. uh, especially if you need fully armoured battle gardeners to deal with them. <laughs> they did sound scary, because they can do up to seven points of damage. Which, which... is enough to kill any minion in the game. Yeah, yeah. and considering we're taking injuries afterwards, yes. and possibly death, I didn't really like the idea of going, oh, walk my mi- oh one of my men has just been eaten by a plant. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Their ability to to pull you in as well. Um, that was it, the, initial, the initial thought was, oh, if you go anywhere, if you go within three, three inches, inches, it's going to drag you over yeah. and fifty mil base. Yeah, it's going to it's going to pull you in unless you succeed a quite difficult walk duel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and eat you. But in actual fact, we found that uh, they only start nibbling at your ankles if you walk on them, not near them. Yes. So are they. Tiny carnivorous plants. Well, they, they, like have, they, they can reach things. three inches, which yeah, is a lot. But it's more than a man is tall. In but they are um, yeah. they are only height zero. So yes, they are tiny. They've just got long Magne- vines, magnetic. Maybe, maybe yeah. the vines. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I would have liked it if they pulled you into the middle. Yeah, would have made yeah. Yes, so that um, you immediately will be taking damage yeah. next turn. You have to place them within uh, six inches of the centre line, yeah. which means you need to know where the centre line is, and in quite a lot of the setups you get a choice of corners or similar. So we were picking our deployment zone. So we knew where we would start beforehand, so we were placing them in really easy places. Yeah. Um, because if you kill them, and all you need to do is hit them, Yeah. Uh, if you kill the plants, you get... Three script, which is quite, quite a bit off. of, uh, yeah. of money in uh, in Malifaux land. Mm. I don't really don't, shouldn't really call it Malifaux land. It's just Malifaux, isn't it? Malifaux. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what I would quite like is if we were able to put it, say, within six inches of somewhere, like the centre of the board or similar, so that we couldn't just place them near us. Walk over to them in the first turn, stab them, score some easy money. It would yeah. be nice to be able Which to put them down. We ended up doing, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, plonk them down more strategically before we know exactly where we we're coming. But it doesn't really work. So the event's been a bit disappointing this week. Yeah. It's not really had much of an effect. I think it's badly written. That's yeah. what it boils down to. It should be pulling you in the middle, pulling you in, or if you're in base contact, yeah, it's it does damage. damage. It's yeah. enough to actually make it a hazard. So those three script are a gamble. Yeah. Because it yes. could go hideously wrong. Yeah, if it flips Especially to... if your opponent, who can cheat the damage yeah. and using their cards, has the opportunity to royally screw you over. Yes. It yes. would kill anything. In I've only got two almost. models that would survive a severe damage flip from I've, it. I've got, I've got one. One, yeah. yeah. Two. Malina, yeah. that's it. I, I, th- I think that, as well, um, if, if they'd become that, that threat um, to, to a crew... We might not have used them quite so much as, as free money. We'd have actually yeah. maybe put them in front of the others and gone, well, they can try and kill it, but they might die. Especially if they've yeah. put theirs near them and you think, oh, if I put this one here as well, then yeah. it's a massive bit of board that they've either got to deal with quickly yeah. on risking taking damage yeah. or they've got to um, navigate around, which can give you a massive advantage in a, such a scenario and strategy scheme heavy game. Yeah, because if you don't get past it, it can pull you back. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that walk duel is very tough. I mean, you can cheat it, but it's, a lot of Malifaux is getting your opponent's good cards out their hands so that when you punch them in the face, they can't yeah. cheat fate and, and get out of the way. On average, to pass that walk duel, you're needing a, an 8+. plus. An average duel would be 9. Yeah, yeah. So the average walk is 5, and it's a 14. Yeah. That so, so dragging a, a 9 or more out <laughs> of your opponent's is quite good early on. Yeah. Yeah, cards that only go up to 14. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been slightly disappointing. But otherwise, I have enjoyed my, my round two game. 
Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, round two has been quite fun. Um, I haven't unfortunately won anything. No, you played played a couple games. Two two games, one against Colin, one against Joe. Um, I've uh, bought a new Doom model at the start, as you do at the start of each new round. Yes, um, everyone's introduced a new Torakage, Raphael, oh. who seems to have taught uh, my other Torakages, including the crippled, uh, the crippled one, uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, how to actually move and run around. It's like they've looked down and gone, oh, I've got legs. And so they've spent the games running around the board and dropping ski markers and actually scoring points, which has been nice because I've actually managed to get some money from stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. The Toto still seems to be just charging in the middle and smashing things in the face because he's not very clever. I do think of him as being a giant potato. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. He's lumbering um, and... A giant height-free potato. See, I had some really clever tactics that, well they had some very clever tactics set aside for the match I had with Colin I knew he's a bit slower so he couldn't thing so I was going to pincer around him run around the side drop loads of ski markers because I was like centre line and things like that yep. um, distract him a little bit with my Toto in the middle um, and use my Thunder Archer Cupid because everybody's learned to love that um, to <laughs> pick off some of his models as they came into the middle fortunately my Thunder Archer got massively distracted by um a small smelly puppy and got excited yes um, <laughs> we got to actually fire an arrow the entire game um, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's because you only had a quarter staff <laughs> yeah you and your substitute yeah. models I, I, I'm actually that's the first one I'm building up so I don't have to use that anymore yes um, I didn't have my Oiran Yoko in this match because Colin's not got as big a armies I have yeah. points wise so I had to Aww. sacrifice some things Yoko why is she called Yoko uh, because she lures things away from stuff <laughs> Um, and, I quite like that yeah and um, yeah I fought a Toto with his healing ability and I've uh, bought some smoke and shadows ability so he can kind of drop smoke bombs down in front of him people can't get through and then disappear off somewhere yeah so I can get him in the middle distract Colin and then vanish off into the distance unfortunately Colin's army's very good at making everything stand still and get paralysed constantly I'm sorry and, and he died from a slow crippling poison's death yes yeah it was lovely and pleasant, thank you. You're welcome. Died, come on, no, was finished off. Oh no, he's still alive, he didn't get finished off. Exactly, he... thank you, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, he, I have that felt, he had a bit of a bad it. tummy for a little while and had to go off the battlefield and have a big poo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he looks like he's doing, to be fair. Yeah, that's that how you glued him down. Um, and then I had my second battle against uh, Joe. And again, Motoro Kagi's pulled off some really clever moves, protected my Thunder Archer off in the corner while he was about to absolutely obliterate them. Stood in front and protected the Thunder Archer so they could fire over the shoulders. That looked really cool in a Hong Kong action movie. And then I just floundered and everything else and got absolutely smashed into the, into the floor. And um, Oh, I did manage to set off some explosives. Yes! Yeah, yeah. I managed to tri- tri- trick... Well, not trick. I managed to put them in front of him enough for Joe to get exploded slightly in the face with no damage. Yeah, explosives make so much sense. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, that was that was a, a very sneaky move that I wasn't actually anticipating. Um, and yeah, some of the moves you managed to pull off with the um, the Toro Cargo to to get in the way and yeah, block a couple of my attacks from my leader was brilliant. Do you know what I said to that Joe? Get good. And <laughs> he did, unfortunately. Oh. Um, his one of his models did a very nasty thing to a Toto, which I'm still really salty about. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Um, Howard Langston has the decapitate trigger, mm. allowing him to take advantage of people that have not many cards and not many soul stones. Cheap. 
Mm. <laughs> and uh, managed to do some damage early with his Gatling gun. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I was feeling quite good about that. So you got him over halfway down. Yeah, yeah. He then hid round a corner and pretty much healed himself to full. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Toto used tactics while uh, claiming some objectives, and then I took an advantage of an opening, ran round the corner, and cut his head off. Yeah, with one single hit. Yeah, I was back at full health. And he just <laughs> popped his head straight yes. off, and, and yeah, that felt really, really unfair. <laughs> really, <laughs> yes, unfair. it can. Brian's not the person to talk to because I know he's got two executioners in the guild that yeah. do exactly the same thing. Oh, yes. goody. So I know what his model does. Then again, I've read the rule book, so I knew what it did anyway. <laughs> Is this, we're getting back to that, if you all bought a rule book, you know what you were doing? Yes. No. That's racist. This bit. Yeah. Oh, I spend money, I should know all the rules. Exactly. You're all playing my game. Racism. <laughs> as Colin said, I think it just comes down to get good. <laughs> but no, no, it's fair play. I, I should have paid more attention to things like that and kept extra cards in my hand and some soul stones to one side it's not it felt cheap at the time because I was frustrated that it had gone that quickly yes yeah, like, it isn't, that, he's your best model yeah. and you lost him in a and Joe also got lots of victory points for doing so yes, yes. I also completely messed up there was, I was supposed to be uh, I took bodyguard as one of the schemes yeah. to protect it I, I forgot to read in non-leader Henchman, yeah, or or, or thing, and uh, took it on Ototo, and then couldn't score any points from it. Yeah, like like, like a dickhead. So <laughs> it was a six point swing because you lost all of your bodyguard potential points, yeah. and I gained the assassination points. Yes, and as the games are out of ten, yes, that's maximum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but so I'm off that. Up. <clears throat> but I know why I'm off that up. So it's not like it was before. Yeah. I was like, it's just too much. I still felt a little bit like that. Yeah, but at the same point, it's like actually, I can see why I should have studied this a bit more, kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. Do you know what does help with the oh, it's too much, which I was very early on experiencing. Not in in this game because not buying a rule book, so you don't know what the rules are that you're not using. No, not downloading the Into the Breach app, which mm. gives you all of the scenarios yeah. and mm. generates them for you, and then you can just click on them, and it gives all the descriptions. So there's no yeah. need to go. Right, Brian's told me these four. I've written down two. I don't remember what the other two are. I have no idea what's fucking going on. I'm just going to flip. Ah, oh, dead. It's nice to be able to yeah. go. Right. It is nice to doing? have access to them. I I bought the cards originally. Yes. Um, which are now seem like a complete and utter waste of time because yeah. the app surpasses that. It's much more easy to use. So that's a great thing to to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're if we're plugging the app a little bit, I um I really like the crew builder in it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit it's not designed to work for the campaign because you have to have a master in there. Yeah. Um, but you can work around that, and actually, it, it's it's really good. It knows its points limits. It knows what upgrades different units can have. So if you're a bit unsure and wanting to put together a quick force or a quick crew, even um, you can you can use it really well to figure out what what you can fit in and what you can't. Yeah. So. That's quite nice. Yeah. Particularly yeah. while weird. Who make Malifaux still haven't got their crew builder back working on their website? Oh, really? No. No. Yeah, oh. I've had to go earlier this week, having a wonder about what else I could get later on. I mean, while we're while we're discussing these kind of things as well, another thing that Weird have done that I actually really like is their. Um, I don't know how many people have used. I don't think any of us have used Vassal to play games. No. Uh, do anyone know what Vassal is? Not a clue. I do, but. Um, um, our dear listeners, us, please. It's a it's an online system. Um, it's a that, that takes 
plugins for different game systems. Uh, mm-hmm. And what it allows you to do, it allows you to play miniatures games online against people. Okay. So you get your top-down view, you have your units, it has these things built in, and Weird, on their own website, have a link to the Vassal module. So oh, you cool. can actually... They're, they're, rather than some people that get very, no, this is our game and our rules, yeah. you can't have our stuff. They've gone, no, look, here, play online, you know... Um, yeah. Because, it, to be fair, anyone that does play it will realise it's an amazing game and actually want to get involved because the models are beautiful. Yeah. There are games that I like the look of. Um, Infinity looks like it's got a really nice rule set, actually. Because yeah. um, James has been on about recently, but the, I can't stand the models and I just have no interest in buying them. Mm. Even though I'm a gamer, I'm not much of the, the collector, modeler, painter yeah, yeah. side of things. Yes, mm. yeah, Vassal does look quite interesting. Yeah. Um, especially for... People who find their time is limited. And or... money for limited as well. You want to test something to make sure you're actually going to enjoy it before you put down a lot of money. Yeah, yeah actually putting things in and having a, a play around with them in there. And also for people that may be a bit more isolated. Yeah. I know we've we've all seen at various points gaming groups sort of falling apart as people get older. Yeah. Us being... You know, sort of Sad, old. lonely children? We're not sad. Sad, lonely <laughs> adults is what I was going to say. Quite yeah. often. Ah. Real life jobs, kids... Um, ninjas with sticks all get in the way <laughs> you do get ninjas in the way a lot in the world I find yeah well, I just I don't see them yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that goes quite nicely uh, Aaron's mentioned a bit about his game against Joe yep uh, yeah I played um, two games this week as well I played Brian first and that game went quite well for me I um I decided the... Well, actually, should I talk about my second game of week one first? If you like, it's, yeah. It's, it's quite a quick one. I played against James. Um, I took advantage of having a hill quite um, close to the middle of the board and hiding behind and or on it and gunned him down with my newly acquired Gatling gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which As he obligingly ran towards you in single file from the looks of it. <laughs> a, a little bit. He didn't make much use of cover, unfortunately, and so yeah. it did. It, uh, the, the superior range game that the Arcanists, have, or at least the crew yeah. I've taken, have, have brought to the table mm. played out really nicely there. Um, for, this, th- for the second week, I've bought myself a silent one, yeah. which adds another little bit of range damage in the way of spells... Um, she's a bit slow, but she does have a heal, which I found is quite useful. Yeah, um, it's kept your boss alive several yes, times yeah. in it, the games it, I've seen. It was huge in the game against uh, Aaron. Um, so my third game against Brian. Brian made a couple of mistakes, which I did, yes, which <laughs> did cause problems. Um, and it may have been a completely different game if not. But uh, the most, I think, the biggest things were you made a couple of mistakes with Hannah. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. and we learned that Joss is hard. Yeah, he's far <laughs> too hard because I actually battered him repeatedly, and he just yeah. wouldn't die. Um, I can attest um, to that with my uh, archer probably have obliterating most other things on the table on most other games. And that was, I mean, the game against Brian was a very, very close one. If we had finished the game at turn five, which is when the game could end yeah. for the first it time, would have been a draw. It would have been a draw, even though I'd made lots of mistakes. What I had managed to do is I seize the early advantage. Yes. I essentially I plan to sacrifice my leader in exchange for three victory points. Okay. I messed up what I was doing and only got two victory points and lost my leader who is my Ooh. most powerful model. So um from that point I realised I should have used soul stones, which are sort of part of the currency. They're what you buy your crew with and yeah. you have them you keep them you can use them in the game for various effects, and one of those is to uh, stop you being damaged. Yeah. And I should have you. I completely forgot about them and just let her get 
battered. I mean, I probably still would have died because you had quite a lot of damage output around her. But it would have taken me another turn. I wouldn't have got some damage onto another model. Onto the, yeah, the librarian that died in the second turn, uh, yeah. turn after wouldn't have also been shot. It would have been a very different uh, game. But it was, it was good. It was close. Yes, um, yeah. It, it went from being a draw because you, you took the early initiative uh, onto being a, a, a win for me. And then the fourth game I've played now was against Aaron. Uh, we once again learnt that Joss is hard. Yes. Um, I sent him off on the side to deal with your archer and uh, one of your Torakage. I think um, uh, Leonardo. I think. And then then another one jumped in as well as using its crazy magic. Oh yeah, yeah. And he murdered that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, decapitate is is a very very mean ability. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> That felt like a much closer game than it actually ended up being. Yeah. Because it ended 10-4, yeah. victory point-wise, to me. Um, but I didn't feel that I was in much of a strong position until I got off that cheeky decapitate. And yeah. And it kind of all just... Fell apart. Yeah. But yeah, so I've had a fairly good week. I've um, bought myself... Uh, for completing my bounty, I got an extra item, um, which is just going to upset people because it makes Joss a little bit more survivable. Is it a little chocolate mm. bar? It is not. It's the tools <laughs> of the trade, uh, which means at the end of his activation, any constructs within three inches or within two inches heal three damage. Joss what? <laughs> Joss and Howard are both constructs. And he's within three inches of himself. So at the end yeah. of every one of his turns, he's going to be healing three. No. Um, no, I've no. only just broken this to everybody, so no. they are looking rather um, disappointed. Joss also has an ability where he can activate twice in a turn. Yeah. If you reduce him to one wound, uh, the final blow yeah. to him will only reduce him to one wound. You can't yeah. take him from two or more wounds to zero unless some things can ignore. Some things can ignore hard, uh, hard to kill. But yeah. if that happens and he stays on, he goes down to one wound. Yeah. Even if he's then subsequently subsequently healed, he gains reactivate, so he can have another yeah. go. So you could knock him down to one wound. He would then activate, hit you. Heal three points. Yep. Then at the end of the turn, activate again, hit you again, and then heal again. Heal three points. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be something that we need to gang up on and kill everybody. Mm. Yes. Let's burn it with fire. Yeah. And Howard also got hard to wound as a skill, just to try and keep him alive. How do you practice being hard to wound? Because a skill <laughs> is something you practice. Do you like is punch it's a, yourself? To be in fair, the face? he takes a fair bit of eating. He got fairly battered in the game against you. I, had I to, could have. Yeah, I, I had could to have heal killed him. him. Yeah. If um, you'd, you'd have focused a little bit more, he'd have died. If I'd have been, th- I got annoyed. <laughs> And maybe <laughs> threw my cards across the room. <laughs> you didn't throw them across the room, you threw them on the floor next to you. Yes, yeah, like a, like a man. Yes, <laughs> with bad aim. Yes, yeah, I was aiming for across the room and dropped them. Um, it was really doubly upsetting because I bought a new set of cards, the Bad Ink cards, in the sale. That are very, they're, very nice. Yeah, they're nice, they're sort of tattoo art. Colin doesn't like them, but... Uh, they're not... Bad, but you I could have done better. I don't think they're any better than any other deck I've but seen. Colin yeah. is wearing the most disgusting shirt I've seen since the eighties. Today, <laughs> in my defence, and thank God people can't see it because it is bloody hideous. Uh, I had no running water this morning. <laughs> and in so, in protest, Colin has worn a terrible shirt. From comedy to tragedy, as <laughs> yes. my Neverborn utterly <laughs> failed in that first round yeah. challenge of. Uh, Eating Joe's enforcers and growing into huge great monsters. <laughs> can I? Can I just just cast? Because uh, we're talking comedy and tragedy. Joe, you're currently the only person who's unbeaten. Yes. Uh, like a still whole egg. 
<laughs> Rob, how in the Scotland of Malifaux? <laughs> in almost any sport. Um, how many games have you won? How many have I played? Four. I've played five. five. No, four, no, you're right. Four. I've played four. I have lost four. <laughs> Thank you for make, uh, making me look ever so slightly better, Rob. <laughs> yes, cheers for that. <laughs> the things I do for friendship. <laughs> People to populate my man cave, which is as close as I get. <laughs> but no, the, uh, one of the beautiful things of Malifaux is how different units, different models, synergize, combine and play off of each other. If only I'd remembered that when I went, no, I'll swarm them because lots of models is the way to go. <laughs> I promptly grabbed four cheap little teratots and frankly I needed better modifiers given the way I draw cards yeah oh <laughs> your card drawing is bloody awful it's, yeah. it's one not of when I cut I've your seen. deck no that's true <laughs> yeah when you cut my deck it's amazing but <laughs> yes I mean I look around and watch you guys play games and the red joker often turns up you know, <laughs> it's turned two up maybe least. three turns yeah. Yeah. out of five well, five, six is their average for us. No, Joe never gets it, but he gets all the 12s or 13s. Yeah, but he just gets yeah. 13s all the time. Yeah. So. And then puts Brian's 13s to the bottom. Yes, yeah. Joe, Joe cut my deck, and I played through half a deck and got no card above a nine. Yeah. At the end of that turn, when I picked up the cards I had drawn, because I had thrown them on the floor, I looked at the <laughs> remaining cards, and the bottom four cards were the 13. You'd cut it in exactly the right place, because you cut it quite thin on the top. I did, yeah. Um, so you cut it and just took all the good cards off and put them on the bottom. <laughs> but yes, so my little swarm of well, zerglings, to use an outdated zeitgeist, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not that outdated. Starcraft's still pretty popular. Good. I still play the first one. <laughs> outdated zeitgeist was my name on bulletin board messaging services in the mid-90s. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> voice. <laughs> so yeah, my tops don't do a lot. They, I don't know. They, they die quite well. Yeah, they die very well, but they're too short to be any sort of human shield for the two effective models I had in round one, namely Barbaros and the Doppelganger. Yeah, that's true. And we've actually we've talked about we've talked about effective use of cover, but one of the things you can do is use your own models as cover. Uh, and I saw Aaron do something really good with that, where he had a model that can shoot through things. Yes, uh, who was engaged by one of Joe's models. Yeah. And you slid another model directly between the two, breaking his line of sight and yeah. allowing it to attack, almost <gasps> killing his boss. Actually. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Rob doesn't have that luxury with most of his models because his teratots are the size of tots, <laughs> and you're not going to hide a normal-sized person behind mm, a toddler. No. Having too much, well, having homogeny hasn't worked well for me. Mm. The numbers hasn't worked well because I've got lots of little things that can't really hit what everyone else has got. That said, round two's begun. I'm starting to build up. I've got a young Nephilim in there to start my damage dealing early. And in my game today has allowed me to finally use that upgrade I bought right at the start <laughs> and grow another Nephilim. You did, yes. You finally we, managed to grow a Nephilim against me. And I was then able to use those to block Sebastian's line of effect. Yeah. More than once. Yes. Uh, echoing the... Torakage uh, bit. What I need to do looking forward is I'm going to need to diversify more. I've stuck with the Nephilim, which is handy, but 
they're also very melee focused. Mm. I I like the, the sub faction and staying true to that because then it gives you other interesting things to do with other crews. Yeah. Yes. But for the purposes of this campaign and better performance, Change I need to look. Well, I need to bring in perhaps a Salurid or Waldgeist or two, something to change up. Ranged attacks would be lovely. Pro tip, buy a Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah, yes. Colin's managed to bolster his with some of the equipment that you can find. You've yeah. got a Gatling gun. We've both got Gatling guns You've got now. a Gatling gun, Joe, but you didn't need a Gatling gun. You probably could Hang on, I had one model that didn't have a range attack, so I bought him one. Well, oh, we boo-hoo to, to that. <laughs> and, and to be fair, it, it has paid off for me so well. It's... Um, out of all of the range damage that I'm kicking out, I think the Gatling gun's probably up there with uh, yeah, what's, doing, what's doing well. Yeah. So I got to use a Gatling gun today because I nabbed Sebastian's with my doppelganger. Yes. <laughs> Just long enough to shoot the nurse who decided it hurt so much she'd move into melee with me. <laughs> <laughs> I did that against Aaron as well. So I need a hug. <laughs> owning the books you is did, not yeah. always the answer because everyone else's books tend to live here. <laughs> I've got my own copy of the main rule book. I've read it through a couple of times. Yeah. But I don't memorise the rules that much. It's and too I many. can't well, I can't bring myself to. I'd much rather discover it in play. Yeah. Yeah. And that's shooting me in the foot, but I still enjoy it. I don't want to be sitting there going, Oh, he's got this, he's got that, it's gonna do this, it's gonna do this, and then she'll move over and jump me. It's more a case of Well, I can try this. Ooh. Sudden surprise, how am I going to think on my feet? Ooh. I don't think on my feet particularly well, which is why I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but anyway, I'm hey. still having fun. Yeah. Um, yes. That's the thing. And that's what it's all about. And you'll all be so embarrassed when I wipe the floor with you in <laughs> round 10. This, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the problem we've got because Rob has lost every game now. The first person that loses to Rob. Yes. That's going to be embarrassing. That's in a level of embarrassment I don't think any of us will be able to recover from. It's almost on the level of losing to Colin. Yeah. Which two people have done. <laughs> Ever since Colin switched and you know, betrayed the Neverborn and went over to the Resurrectionists, he has done an awful lot better. Yeah, yeah. They soak up so much damage. They do. They're upsetting in that, yes. in that way. Yeah, so you're still enjoying it, even though it's probably you're probably having the toughest time out of, of any of us. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. I'm looking, what do I do next? What else do I need to bring mm. in? How can I build on it? And let's face it, the only way from here is upwards. Mm, I, we do or have level mediocrity. <coughs> yes. We do have a, a moment just for our first Malifaux obituary. Uh, I think we should just take a moment just to honour the dead, um, as Rob suffered the first annihilated model, yeah. proper casualty. What what happened? Rob? Tell, tell us about tell us about that young Terratop with his whole demonic life ahead of him. <laughs> oh, poor little Cos. I don't think he ever had much of a life ahead of him. <laughs> I tend to think of him as the Nephilim Colin. <laughs> Quite ironic, isn't it? I killed him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it was all self-hatred. Yeah, you um, will end up you will end up causing your own downfall, not deliberately. Just just act yeah. Just not by in, existing. Yeah, not in a sad movie that wins an Oscar kind of way, but just in a oh, hilarious right, Chuckle things. Brothers fell down the stairs kind of way. <laughs> Excellent. That's what I want. Yeah, it's cost started out poorly, uh, taking a few knocks in in fact, my very first game, uh, receiving an injury because the cards were against him, and becoming foolhardy, somehow being beaten to a small pulp made him think he would be fine. <laughs> because he survived. Having to write foolhardy on the little sleeve in which I keep the card 
of course, made me play to character. So he was the first <laughs> model to activate. I always ran him out in front to block the other tots if they needed to dash through cover. Yeah. And it just seemed like fun. And he did quite well in his second game, uh, backed up by the doppelganger. Game three, he got knocked on the head. His reflexes slowed, so his defence dropped, which just meant he was even easier to hit. And minions can only take two injuries before they're killed. Yeah. And when I desperately did everything I could to get down to the Red Joker, that I'm sure is somewhere in the deck, (laughs) that might have kept him alive one more game, (coughs) uh, it was not to be. He went through a succession of... A curse, a swamp hex, as I cheated in with my uh, fate hand to get a uh, a redraw. Uh, only to get a blood hex. So yeah, curse after curse after curse, and he is no more. Did you take him to get leeched? <laughs> Some medieval no, no, I no. I took the other two to the doctor. I tried two samples of swamp water, followed by three leeches to the neck. Go well, see, dead. Oh, <laughs> speaking Take of it over to the cut wife a little bit late, and just going. This one's faulty. Can we get rid of it? Did you? Did you speaking of the medical professionals, do watch out in Malifaux. I had a nephilim with an amputated leg. Found a doctor who was quite happy to sew that back on. Took my leader. Barbaros to uh, get his head wound checked out and apparently the solution was to bash him over the head harder pull out the mushy remains of brain embalm him and now my leader is running around undead did, did you mistakenly take him to McMorning to get fixed yes yes I think I'll I go did to this other faction's doctor oh wait no he was the only doctor I could find it's not like a guy with horns and wings and a great big sword can walk down main street that's, yeah that's so I went true. to the back alley doctor see this thought is... I'd really lucked out when I got the uh, the guild's own mortician yeah see this is yeah, where if I'd should... seen Sebastian in the corner I'd have known better yeah this is where your demons need to learn English because Mortician is not the same. They have slightly different roles. You would not want one to overlook your illness. <laughs> well, he probably will overlook your illness. Problem. Well, yeah, that's true. If you get if Barbaros gets a cold in the next injury, I'll be pissed. Yeah. That said, I did nearly uh, run Tara and her undead faction, so at least I've got a bit of death. Yeah, that's true. But nobody's allowed undead but me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, story-wise. While I was looking to go towards Lilith um, as my master, mistress, faction leader, mm. in terms of the storyline, she's very much against the undead. So I think it's time I looked elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. actually, reading into some of the uh, background of Malifaux, there, was, um, there was actually... When Malifaux was first recolonised, after it sort of appeared and disappeared in the background, a cabal of evil necromancers rose up and attempted to basically kill everyone and form an undead empire in this other other part of the um, reality. Mm. And the Neverborn were found fighting side by side with the human um, inhabitants because the Neverborn find the undead especially abhorrent. So, Aww. and Lilith was part of that. Wasn't now she? that part is of her just racism. <laughs> Sad for you, little undead stinking man. And yet his Colin... leader is now undead, so who's really winning here, people? I'm going to think of you as Colin the Undead Chihuahua. I have been continuing to take Hannah, the steampunk librarian, in her giant suit of armour. Yep. 
uh, well, it's not a suit of armour, it's a giant mech that she's strapped erroneously to the front of. <laughs> um, I have con- taken her out into Malifaux on her quest for knowledge. Yeah. Uh, she has learnt that the undead die really, really slowly again. Yeah. Um, the game I had with Colin, barely anything died bar the couple models I needed to kill in order to win yeah uh, we kind of we, we it was quite a t- tactical uh, game I then went and found some tiny nephilim running around and stomped on all over them sorry Rob complete wipeout that game yes um, I found that Hannah actually for a woman within a, with a giant mech suit is actually quite brittle yeah uh, so I have you say that until you've got with your setup, which I'm sure you're going to mention, but I mentioned yeah. it first because it fucking annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the as I mentioned right back in the first podcast, uh, which if you'd have listened to in advance, Colin, you'd have been able to suss out our ta- my tactics uh, before racism. we played. <laughs> I have been using the librarian to heal her quite successfully, yeah. but I feel almost at the expense of the librarian doing anything else sometimes, and it, it's a little bit annoying so I've actually when I've had the opportunity I've bought her some armour plating to go round the front <laughs> in my mind yeah, uh, in order to sort of keep her alive and she has gained a skill similar to one Joe mentioned earlier that makes her hard to wound well, have you got hard to wound as well yeah see so everyone's she's... copying the undead stuff yes she's very very she's become a bit tougher didn't help her because I didn't realise and this is the mistake I made against Joe I didn't realise that Joss ignored armour and hard and hard to wound Mm. Uh, meaning I ran directly towards the one model in his army that That could really really get me he wouldn't have been able to chop my head off with um, Howard Howard because Mm. she has a, a field that stopped built-in suits so oh. he needs to have two suits in his dual total yes one of which is built in the other one he either pays for or flips but i got greedy because i was attempting to take a bounty and he was sat next to the model i'd marked for death for my bounty and so i moved in there rather than what i should have done which was my mm. initial thing i was trying to fake forwards and then I was going to run off and beat the living daylights out of um, Howard. Yeah. And then I went, oh, actually, no, because I can hit the model that I wanted to to kill and splash the blast damage, because yeah. uh, her <clears throat> fists do lots of blast damage, mm. uh, onto, the, uh, onto his leader, uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> so I made a bit of it. I was overly aggressive, I think. Uh, Hannah does suffer for having a lack of ranged attacks. Yeah, uh, I can borrow. You don't know re- lack of ranged attacks until you field Nephilim. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Or undead until they buy Gatling guns. Yeah, your syringes have got a longer range than anything, barring my doppelganger. That's a good point. Taking meds <laughs> is a very funny thing to do. Uh, but yeah, it was it was still a close game, um, and even though I mean that happened fair, turn three. Um, three or four uh, I think and we went to turn six yes. and even though I lost that I still almost won because the aggression did net me some victory points mm. yeah I mean our first non-campaign game um, well I don't know if it was our first but it was the other way around you, you yeah. held back a bit more and I 
pushed up yeah, early and that did that's what I decided to do the opposite to try and throw yes. you slightly and instead I just threw her under the bus well, you, you also <laughs> expected me to come to you because of the you schemes you took through yeah, yeah. Um, and instead you just had fast things that could do it later in the game yeah. uh, which I didn't realise um, but yeah I, I've been I've been enjoying it it's been quite quite interesting and I have because I completed my bounty mm. now have an ability that I can inflict injuries on people which is going to be really really nasty they don't hang over uh, but some of the injuries are really really quite horrible Mm. you've also got access not that we can get it till week 5 but you've now got your bounties ready to buy a master yes you need a when that comes into the game is going to be yeah for anybody who doesn't have a master it's going to be very very painful mm. very very quickly yes so far it's only me and Brian that have completed bounties yeah yes. yeah well I think just very quickly my favourite story so far because we talked a little bit about how it's gone and such like mm-hmm. um, my favourite story so far is the story of um, the dashing fry causeman Adolf <laughs> who was actually he was a bit of a hero against Rob he went toe to toe with a doppelganger that looked just like him uh, and managed to uh, to succeed or do you he think was... so <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe two maybe men entered one left and went yeah I made off yes <laughs> he then unfortunately I took a few injuries uh, against Joe and Adolf came out of it initially feeling uh, not quite right uh, which I cheated uh, not quite right um, it's actually quite a severe penalty in the game uh, yeah. so he became unfocused uh, which I don't like I like military precision in my fry causeman has he been popping too much of the uh, petrol fumes for the flame tanks I think he's developing an anger problem I took him to the doctors who unfortunately he didn't survive but yep. fortunately the doctor was a resurrectionist so brought him back to life didn't tell us <laughs> so now in my mind uh, Adolf has become undead inside his fry core suit which covers him completely is naught but rotting flesh <laughs> nobody knows so he's got a little secret has Adolf yeah people really need to stop seeing these undead doctors yes <laughs> yeah so yeah I quite enjoyed the little story of him so you know, what's worse than an angry man called Adolf is an angry man called Adolf that cannot die <laughs> so, yeah because he already has. Yeah. <laughs> Any good stories? Because we talked a lot about story in the first thing. We were looking yeah. forward to the stories. Did we actually do any stories, Aaron, or did we just go well, flip some cards and things have died? Yeah, well, tr- mostly, but most of my guys just kind of did stuff, interesting stuff. Yeah. Like I, said. Yeah. I mean, you know, Raphael managed to actually teach the rest of Toro Cargo how to actually do their job and that move is, around quickly. That, that is true. Gave, <laughs> gave them some nice little explodey device you put these on the floor they make you go disappearing and then you can go over there well done <laughs> yay treat them like children and Yoko decided to randomly wander in on my second game after having a, an adventure somewhere else luring someone else away yeah and yes. then by being lured away herself yeah exactly strange and then, and then casually wandering into the, ma- uh, to the game halfway through with Rob and going oh come here doppelganger I want you <laughs> confusing it so my archer shot him to bits yeah from the other side of the table, I have to say I'm. S- it looks like you're playing very much to character. Yeah. While we tease you for it, you've done hit and run. You've retreated more than anyone else. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> have run that away. said, you've done far better than I have. It's in there in the story of um, Misaki. Yes. Yeah. And her her assassins. They dive into the, out of the shadows. They dive back in. It's hit and run guerrilla yeah. warfare. 
and you're playing that side of it very nicely. Mm, I yeah. am glad you are starting to learn of the merits of running away, Aaron. It's, <laughs> it's about time. It's see, a very useful yeah. tactic. Yeah, I did see how well it works for you. It and, does. Uh, you seem to have inspired my troop. Yes, well done. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd try it myself. I'm just too bloody stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, they're never born. They're never going to let go of their land. I've got Barbaros. He's been brutalised by uh, the humans in the fighting pits, and I just want to tear all of them apart, yeah. <laughs> even if they are already stitched together. Now that is yeah. racist. It, it seems that uh, I mean a lot of the stories come from things being injured and surviving, and all of this great stuff happening. And there's, there's not a kind of non-bragging way to go. All my stuff isn't getting hurt. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, woe is me. Overall, I feel that a, a story might occur if something actually gets uh, murdered. Cool. Right, so, I wish I could have obliged. So the onus you. is yeah. on you guys to um, to destroy your army. Story. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and there's why I don't mind the suffering my guys are going through because yeah. it does make more of a story. Yeah. I like I like to think that the Oxford mage that I set out to murder at the start of the uh, the game. Uh, probably annoyed Hannah in some way probably had a load of overdue library books that they took out of her <laughs> library and didn't bring back and escaped to Malifaux in order to not give them back yeah I believe um, he does actually have a book with him she, she, went, she went down um, doing what she loved best restoring order to the shelves <laughs> <laughs> is that what you've got Flammenwerfers like that book's off the shelf <laughs> doesn't matter anymore Purge. yeah Purge. She, she doesn't Purge. get on with the Flammenwerfer I don't think um, <laughs> book that was, isn't really her thing <laughs> I did I did. that was the extra model I bought actually I didn't mention was uh, Reinhardt the the specialist uh, who has a Flammenwerfer if you don't know what a Flammenwerfer is it worths Flammen um, <laughs> a fearsome ability it, it, in any game it actually genuinely is he also explodes if you kill him uh, setting you on fire which very nearly cost Joss his life if yes. he had actually managed to kill him <laughs> yes yeah and I was I was making a fake thing of going oh shall I cheat no I'll let you have that and hoping that you'd kill him and then you didn't no no um, <laughs> it's very hard to go I have a story for well, Jeff the un dead nurse with no brain Sebastian had a fairly epic encounter during your last game did he? he was holding off Rob's army yes yes yes. Sebastian went from in the first game being beaten to a very small and bloody pulp by Brian Um, luckily without injury because you know hunchbacks they're hard since the first week has got a, a additional hard to wound so he's now um, <laughs> hard to wound plus two when flipping damage against him which I haven't had to use because nobody's tried to hit him since for some bizarre reason <laughs> pointless <that's why. laughs> nobody's tried to hit him just because my terror tots can't well, uh, there is that um, <laughs> he's missed him <laughs> the second game I've had he, he pretty much did what he always does which is stand there and make things die just by being around him um, but the last game against the Neverborn was, was quite entertaining where for some reason I don't know why I thought it'd be a brilliant idea to take my 13 wound toughest character I've got and send it to the other side of the board by itself great distraction it was what I was trying to do but not with the really hard thing that's also really slow and takes a while to get back (laughs) leaving Sebastian and a nurse to hold the entire right flank from all of the pissed off demons yeah Colin then drew me out beautifully with the explosives oh yes yeah Despy trying to drop a um, scheme marker right 
on the centre line as one would for line in the sand. So I thought nothing of it. I even <laughs> I even dropped one of my own as a similar decoy to make him think that's what I've taken. Yeah. As yeah. I so often do with the Nephilim when I've got um, Lilith and her cherub yeah. about. And then his scheme marker blew up in my face what and I'm, scored maximum points on turn two. Yeah. What I'm starting to notice, some of the things we talked... One, sorry. One of the things we talked about about Malifaux was how there's quite a lot of bluffing and that sort of thing with your control hand. Mm. The cards yes. that you've got to influence fate and change things and such like. Going, oh, yeah, when actually you've got a load of rubbish because then you're thinking the opponent might not think that they've got much of a chance of getting things through, vice versa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to keep things very closely. I mean, I remember playing a game when I was playing against Colin. I could have killed Sebastian as long as I didn't flip the Black Joker. Yeah. And... I had the Black Joker in my hand. Yeah. But I didn't want to be too casual, so I still played as if, ooh, it might come up. Ooh, (laughs) come on, I don't want to flip it. And just really played, because I didn't want you to know I had that in my hand for later on. (laughs) Yeah. So there's there's bluffing going on there. But what we're starting to do as well is, because we're starting to get to know the schemes, the strategies, etc. Yeah. As we're starting to use those to bluff, you've got a choice of five schemes, you're only going to take two, but you can make it look like you've taken other ones. Yeah, you yeah. can make like, what like I was you did. trying to do. That's yeah. why I sent the. I remember now why I sent the corpse construct over there because I was going to get him to put a scheme marker down and make you think I was doing line in the sands. You so. talked about doing that. Yeah, I remember that. I'd yeah. see, there is method to my madness, but even if I do forget the man. <laughs> exactly. By the next turn, you'd forgotten it and you went charging off after the terror shots. <laughs> But was paralysed and wasn't going anywhere for at least another turn. And I suddenly went, hang on, you've not done that. Yeah. But by that time, my relevant characters over that, over the far side were in combat and couldn't do anything about your bomb. Yeah, I was I was quite surprised by Sebastian, actually. I, I'm going to give him more credit because he did take almost at one point four melee characters all around him. And he did just go, yeah, all right. Don't worry, lads, I've got a half-injured nurse with me. I'll survive this. And did. Two of them, two of his foes were paralysed at any one time. Yes. Because of drugs. Because I said, take your meds. (laughs) What did you do? I took my meds. (laughs) Good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sebastian decides to have a quick stroll round, punch the nurse in the face (laughs) after all that damage I've done, thereby the resurrectionist killing half of their own losses. Yep. Just to get Bette Noir back out because you had bodyguards with her and had nearly forgotten as my black blood dissolved her to nothingness. Yes. Excellent. Right. Well, I thought the last thing that we could do um, for each of these, now that we've played more games mm. and we're starting to get more of a, a hang of what we're, uh, what we're doing, is to share a tip, a tactic, something that we've learnt about our crew or the models we're using or the game system itself that will be maybe useful for the people listening at home. On the okay. bus, on the train, yeah. upside down in a hedge, wherever it is that you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, Aaron. Ten funders as a faction have mercenaries from each of the other factions, so if you're a little unsure, they could be a nice way of testing all the different factions' kind of abilities and things. But they are, for the most part anyway, very heavy on the, particularly the ones I've got here, yeah, Misaki and stuff like that, movement. It's all about me and the move away and stuff like that. The models look very hard. The Torakagis have got massively high defence, they've got quite decent wounds, Erber and strong, fairly decent willpower, but they're not really built for charging and attacking in combat. What yeah. you want them to do is hit, run, as, as Rob said before, it's jump in, do stuff, run away. 
and it does it rewards a lot of because I haven't been using this enough a lot of gathering and breaking the formations yeah manoeuvring them in and out of each other and around around the other models yeah um, does that influence your choice of scheme very much so I when I first started I was leaning very much towards uh, murdering things because yeah. obviously playing these kind of skirmish games murder things works well yeah uh, I'm now going no scheme markers Scheme, what can I do best with scheme markers? Are these two going to be near each other? Mm. Yeah, I'll do that. And yeah. Dropping things all over the place. The ex- or using that to confuse people to think I'm doing something else. Yeah, the explosive trick that you used on Joe, for instance. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I was doing centre line, so I was hoping he would just go, I need to get rid of some of these. Yeah, Joe's um, eyebrows nearly disappeared up into his hair. <laughs> he did that. He's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, so Ten Thunders taking... Uh, utilising their movement yes maybe taking things that require movement and scheme markers rather than try to brute force your way through things yes Mm. yeah carrying on from what Aaron said um, I think that learning what you're good at is is a very important uh, skill I also think that knowing what your opponent is capable of is a very very good tip for them to take up um, for instance, the, the game with Aaron, he's, he's gone, okay, I'm really good at moving around and dodging about and getting in and out. I've identified that actually that's kind of Aaron's thing. So in our game, I went, oh, I could take this or this or this, which is scheme markers. And I thought, no, I'm going to keep that dude alive and I'm going to murder that one. <laughs> because it's not really so much the Arcanist thing, but it, much more so than it is Ten Thunders. Um, yeah, so you were able to sort of judge what you're doing based on what they've got or what they're like. Yeah, Aaron's, like Aaron's going to play more of the scheme game and try and be a bit more mobile. Um, so, so I'm going to be better suited to pushing and making my presence known in the middle of the board and trying to get what I want done from there. Yeah. Um, also, I felt that I would be outmaneuvered because I've got the smallest model count still. So branching out into doing lots of different things would be difficult against being outnumbered against faster opponents. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, my, my tip would be to at least have a vague idea of what your enemy is going to be trying to achieve yeah. or what they're capable of and trying to find your own way of dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. So being, as Aaron said, be know your own strengths, which also, is what he's done. know your enemy. Yeah. Um, my advice, I would say, is Variety. Yeah, I've taken lots of similar models. I have two packs of Terratots. I don't really need to field more than three unless we're playing much larger games like we used to before we started the campaign. Yeah, sort of 50 Soulstones, you might want four, maybe five, because they're quite cheap. Here in small forces, I've got too many duplicates. Yeah. That, I think, is uh, one of my weaknesses here. Yeah. But look for synergies. Groups like the Oxford Mages are designed to work in a trio. Yes. Statistically, they're identical, but they have little quirks and differences between them. Because they have upgrades. They have they have zero-cost upgrades that each give them a different a different boost themselves and also provide a boost to someone that's taken the warding runes as well. So you add quite a lot of synergy into a, yeah. into a four, well, possibly five or six model group. Looking at Hannah, just just to add to your point, looking at, at Hannah, she can borrow casting actions from other models. I only have one other model that has a casting action at this moment in time. Therefore, she synergizes really well with that one model, but not with anybody else. So I'll be looking next time to add in a model with another casting action. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd 
very similar to what Brian was saying. Try when you're building, try and look long term. Um, I built my original list around my henchman, who I've built around taking my master, and everything I add will just go on to that. So I have a it. It could be a downfall if people start taking stuff to ignore poison, get around poison, going oh his army's fairly slow. I'll just ignore him and take fast stuff. Um, but as long as you planned for that, it's not too much of a problem. I immediately made sure I had models that take away immunity to poison to screw everybody over, because that'll be fun when it happens. Yeah. Um, which, at the moment, it's a worthless model. The carrion effigy is not been useful in any game so far, but it's there ready for the first time somebody goes, ha I've got an immunity to poison. No, you haven't. Not yeah. anymore now. Uh, my tip is kind of a dual tip because I'm going to sing the praises of an individual model and then explain why I think it's so good. I love my librarian. I don't mean Hannah, uh, chief of the librarian. You can hear from Colin's reaction. His disgust at the librarian. Do you know, I'm more annoyed at myself that I went, ha ha, I've just beaten his leader to a pulp. Oh, his librarian has just helped heal his leader. My only solution here then is to carry on beating his leader. <laughs> but now he's healed her again. I must punch her some more. I will punch the leader more. I will put all my models into... Co- why, Carl? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Eventually, I got the cow. <laughs> but I should have got her three turns previous to that. Trust me yeah. when I say the nameless librarian will surprise you. She's supposed to be a caster. Yes. I've tried taking her out in combat. I've tried taking her out with spells. It simply doesn't work. Yes. Uh, I think I got by paralysing her, poisoning her, and then just walking away and going, I have found that a Gatling gun works quite nicely against her. Yes, yeah, shooting. um, She did get shot. I'm not... The first time she's really been exposed Mm. uh, because Hannah got squashed. The librarian is a a great piece because, yeah, she can hold her own in a fight. She's got 10-inch range. Um, and she can dish out some damage and some blasts, and she can use the same ability in combat, uh, short range. She can't charge, but if someone gets close to her oh, and she survives, hey. she's got all the, the the cool gubbins of being in the fry core, so she's immune Brisa. to blast Brisa. damage Brisa. and Brisa. Um, pulse damage, which a lot of things have pulse damage. My poor black blood. Yes, Rob's black blood. I'm kind of set up ideally to take out Rob, which is really horrible and mean of me, but there you go. We did start playing this together, so it's not surprising. But she has access to healing. And especially in a game where injuries will carry over, healing is becoming more and more important. Joe's added healing. Colin has lots of stuff that can heal uh, and regenerate and, and such like. I think maybe, Rob, do you feel you need some healing? It would be lovely, but my current healing options, as far as I can see, are Candy or the Dreamer. The Librarian, though, she can heal up to three times in a turn, as long as your leader is an outcast. If your leader isn't an outcast, she can only do it once. But she is available to be hired for every single crew. She costs me seven soul stones. She'll cost other factions eight. Yeah. So there are just uh, some tips or something hopefully that you can take away from the, the podcast, apart from the fact that we like the sound of our own uh, own voices. If you have any tips for us, uh, if there's any Malifaux players out there that are playing uh, Nephilim. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, Rob would love to hear your, uh, your tips. Uh, don't give any tips to Joe for the Arcanist. He doesn't need them. Thank you. <laughs> 
the most backhanded of compliments. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, if you've got anything that you'd like to, to add or if you, you try out our tips and find that we are fonts of gaming wisdom or fonts of pure bullshit, then uh, please let us know. And if you've got any sort of suggestions for what you think that we could add or uh, how we can get around maybe some of the limitations of what we mentioned to do with yeah. like, the plants and things like that, uh, please leave a comment. Uh, you can also uh, like on whichever platform you find find us on. You can subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also find the podcast on SoundCloud where it's available for download. So you can listen on the go. Yeah. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you can also find us on YouTube where we do all sorts of gaming videos and other fun, mostly humorous things. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. And Colin runs away a lot. I do. Sometimes uh, you just need to run away. While chastising me for my dislike of jam. Yeah. So thank you very much uh, for listening. We have been The Critical Twits with our special guests Joe and Rob. Uh, so that, thank you very much. Um, we will continue uh, playing our games of Malifaux, hopefully getting a bit better as we go. And we will be back with this next month, but we'll also be back with a new podcast every single Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. We've been the Critical Twits. Bye. 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 Colin, sing the theme tune. Completely fucking forgotten it. It's close enough. Yeah. It's just a series of, <laughs> series of, <laughs> series of, <laughs> series of high pitched beeps. It is much just like beeps. when you talk. <laughs>